Today's message, as I told you, is called uh, Triumphal Procession. Uh, I think I, I need uh, to go with my... I was trying to go here with my iPad, but it's not, uh, it's not working. So uh, if you can put just keynote on my iPad. Oh, all right, here it is. Andrew, just uh, I need this on the computer. All right. So we get, we're getting ready, and uh, uh, my message today, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, uh, which, has, which uh, says, But uh, thanks be to God, who in Christ always lead us, leads us in triumphal procession, and through uh, the spread of the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. So uh, I'm going to talk about this subject of triumphal procession, and I, I will um, uh, put a little video clip uh, passing, and you watch it also uh, online. And uh, here is the video clip. So this is a little video clip showing the Roman triumphal procession. You're seeing now the uh, conquered king that was uh, uh, brought to a public display. So the word, the word triumph uh, refers, it's a Latin word, even in English, that refers to this event that will culminate uh, the life of a famous general. So they will bring from uh, jail the conquered uh, king and uh, in the street, all the streets will be uh, uh, with lots of people. The crowd will come and they will start this at the cemetery or the field of martyrs. And uh, it will uh, um, go through a number of streets, which in uh, Rome, they were called the uh, Via Dolorosa, which has nothing to do with what we refer today as Via Dolorosa of Christ. This was an adaptation of the Roman church. But this was the procession in which the king, uh, uh, the, the conquered king will be brought. You'll see the general with the face painted in red, a symbol of the blood of the soldiers that died. And uh, the whole city will have uh, tons and tons of flowers and they will throw petals of flowers, uh, bringing a sweet fragrance to the street. Uh, everybody will cheer up and the procession will uh, finish at a place uh, where they placed a, a, an arc, an arch, uh, which was the, uh, uh, the triumph uh, location. Or uh, in French, l'Arc du Triomphe. As you see, in all main capitals in Europe, you have an arch symbolizing or uh, where these ceremonies took place. So if you go to Madrid, Lisbon, Berlin, um, you name it, any of the major cities which were capitals in Europe, they have these arches in, a, in the main square of the city. And this is where they will place the general and they will bring the, the king and they will kill the king in front of everybody. They'll have the spoils. And uh, after they killed the king, uh, well, the, the general, which, which is being honored, is the conquering general, he will salute the king, and then they will release doves 
uh, that will fly and everybody will cheer uh, and they were honoring their soldiers that died in those campaigns and celebrating the victory. So this is the Roman procession. It was uh, loaded with uh, symbols and many of those symbols, as I told you, were adapted by the Roman church and we still use some of these words. Now when Paul was in Rome, he attended to some of these ceremonies where you see the crowned uh, king, uh, the crowned general, I'm sorry, and, uh, and the, the, the king which was conquered, being slaughtered, and then the doves being released. So the passage we read in 2 Corinthians uh, has reference to many of these different uh, aspects of this procession. And he's saying, thanks be to God who always leads us in a triumphal procession. And, and then he talks about the sweet smell, we, there, because there were two smells. There's, there's a fragrance of, of the roses that is identified by the victors as the sweet smell of victory. But there's the smell of roses of the ones that were conquered, which is a smell of death. And so it symbolized death. So this is the, the Roman triumphal procession. If you read the passage, there's four Bible verses. We just read one and a half. Um, but it, it says that our lives uh, should manifest the fragrance uh, of Christ, which for some it's a fragrance of victory. For others, it's a fragrance of death. Listen, I, I love flowers, but I was raised uh, uh, close to a gigantic cemetery. Really big, huge. One of the biggest cemeteries in the world, I can say this. It's, it was in my hometown, and I was raised uh, 200, 300 meters from the door of that cemetery. So uh, I was used since uh, I was a kid to see people selling flowers, and they were beautiful flowers. Uh, th those flowers were not meant to give to uh, your girlfriend, but they were meant uh, to take to the cemetery. And they were beautiful. And um, uh, sometimes, you know, once, once a year, there's this big party where everybody goes to the cemetery to honor their dead. And we're almost uh, getting to that season of the year. Uh, and, and so since I was a kid, that to me, some flowers have a, a smell of death. <laughs> so there's a few flowers, uh, you know, my, my wife loves flowers and there's a, flowers that she likes. And I, I avoid buying those flowers because they remind me <laughs> of the cemetery because they were the most common flowers uh, that people will take to the cemetery. So when I smell them, I smell death. When she smells the same flowers, she smells joy. So, you see, I want to mention this. So we'll understand that God wants to lead us in this procession of triumph. And the triumph was obtained by no Roman general, but by Jesus Christ himself. He defeated Satan. He defeated all the legions of fallen angels. And he conquered for us a victory. 
And so we celebrate that victory. And the Bible says that continuously in the spirit, we're being brought to a triumphal procession. And so when we're in a triumphal procession, we should uh, be the fragrance of life for those who are saved. Uh, now, when we uh, talk about a triumphal procession, it's because we have struggles. And uh, one of the struggles that we can face, it's mentioned uh, several times in Scripture as, the, as a valley. Uh, and so in Psalm 23, verse 4, it says, Yes, though I walk through the deep sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will feel or dread no evil, for you are with me, your rod to protect me, and your staff to guide me, they comfort me. So in the Bible, there's uh, several valleys, many valleys are mentioned. So usually the mountain is mentioned as the place of victory, and the valley, the place of difficulty, or of defeat. Uh, and, and so Joshua talks about the valley of calamity. Uh, Psalms 84 talks about the valley of weeping. Hosea talks about the valley of trouble. And, and uh, David mentions this valley of the shadow of death, which is supposedly a real valley in Israel uh, that's so dark that only at noon at 12, uh, the, the sun rays will penetrate to the bottom of the valley. And, and then as the sun moves, it's dark again. So it's dark almost all day. And it's known by the valley of, of death because there's no light. There's no vegetation, uh, not a lot of vegetation growing there. And it's known as a, a troubled place. And in our life, valleys are unavoidable. We cannot uh, leave, uh, uh, go through life with just victories, with just uh, uh, mountain uh, experiences. We have mountains, but we have valleys. And, and it's when we're at the valley that we need to consider the words of the Bible, the words that Paul mentioned, that thanks be to God that he always leads us in a triumphal procession. So we need to have the vision of victory even when we are in the valley. The valley is unavoidable. We have uh, losses of people. We have losses of, of health, of property, of different things. And, um, uh, and, and so these valleys, there are real valleys in the Bible, are compared to our journey into our life. Uh, so uh, there's dark valleys that show up that are unpredictable. Uh, uh, you know, two years ago, uh, we will be watching the Super Bowl with uh, all the family. I don't watch it because uh, I'm a soccer guy. Sorry. <laughs> but um, I will join with all the football fans if they do a party. And I'll go and eat uh, wings and uh, nachos. And, and I will celebrate even though I don't like the, the, the game. But I, I can watch it. It's watchable. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, uh, I, I can see the, all those, those buffed guys in tights and uh, fighting each other and uh, all of this. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I can be American for one day <laughs> and watch it and celebrate with everybody else. Who will tell you two years ago that today you won't be able to do so, not even in the house? <laughs> I know some of you are going to 
to do it anyways, but uh, just be careful. But uh, these valleys are unpredictable. Just like we have this pandemic that no one uh, predicted, well, uh, doctors will say, this will happen, this will happen, eventually will happen. But we had no date for, for it, and, and it happened. And suddenly, uh, you know, you can be driving your car and have an accident. And some people think they're Superman and then they become crippled for life. So there's unpredictable valleys in life. Also, th those valleys are impartial. Sometimes we ask, why me? I've been so good. Why, why is this happening to me? I do not deserve it. Well, these valleys, it's not a matter of deserving or not deserving. You'll go through the valley. And uh, another thing I want to tell you, these valleys are also temporary. So they don't last forever. Even uh, David says, if I go through the valley, he doesn't say if I stay in the valley, you go through the valley. You don't stay at the valley. And, and, and so these valleys, we see them as uh, defeat, defeats or as uh, struggles, but each valley has a purpose. Dark valleys have a purpose in our life. Even Jesus, he, uh, the, uh, the, the tipping point or the most important point of his life was the cross. And the cross was a dark valley where he even said, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And he's God. So, so, so he, he went through that dark valley, but there, there was a purpose. In his case, the purpose was our salvation, your salvation. Through the cross, we were saved. So he endured that struggle because we couldn't endure it. He did it for us. But we will have these valleys in life. And so uh, that's why Psalm 23, 4, it says, Even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will or I shall not fear. Because fear will uh, cause us to lose the battle. But if we want to go in the triumphal procession, we need to have that vision. As we watch in that little representation, that little movie of the, the Roman centurion with his face covered in, in blood or uh, in his case was the just red coloring. And, and then he honors the fallen soldiers, and, and then there's a big battle, they celebrate, they release the doves. Paul is mentioning this procession, because he says in Christ, we're constantly, constantly being brought to the place of victory. So even if you go through a dark valley now, if you're facing difficulties in your business, in your family, in your health, your workplace, if you are, if you're struggling with COVID, it doesn't matter the valley, how dark the valley is. God has a victory for you. What you need to do is to fight those fears and confess the word of God. Let me conclude with um, five things that I do when I pass through a valley. And I'm not telling you that you have to do them, but I do them. I do these five things, and I would like to give them to you so you can apply it to your life. The first one is God is with you. So do not go through the valley alone. 
Do not go alone. Don't say, oh, nobody cares. I'm here uh, alone in this struggle. You're never alone. Even if you think you're alone, God is with you. That's, that's why uh, in, in this psalm it says, I will fear uh, or dread no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect me and your staff to guide me and comfort me. So even in those uh, uh, terrible moments, we can feel the presence of God and that God is with us. He didn't abandon you. The second thing, I don't allow the valley to separate me from God. So uh, in Romans 8.35, it asks, Who shall ever separate us from Christ's love? Shall suffering and affliction and tribulation or calamity and distress or persecution or hunger or destitution or peril or sword? A number of different uh, problems that can happen in our lives that are the dark valley. But uh, as Paul says, I will not let these things separate me from God. So do not allow the valley to separate you from God. A third thing, and it, there, there are five, the, the darkest, in the darkest hour, I remember myself that Jesus is with me perpetually and on every occasion. So he is with me in the valley. So when I'm in the valley, I ask God, God, help me to go through this valley. Uh, uh, let me give you a scripture in Matthew 28, verse 20, where it says, Teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you every day. In the Amplified, it says, Perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion. To the very close and consummation of the age. Amen. So, so what Jesus is saying is, when you teach people what you, you need to teach them, is this, that I am with you always, forever, now and forever. I'm with you. So we need to remind ourselves of that when we go through those dark hours. In the darkest hour, I trust in him. That's number four. In Isaiah 43, 2, Amplified Bible says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned or scorched, nor will the flame kindle upon you. That's a powerful promise. That's a powerful promise. And it talks about the elements around us and when they rage against us. We can go through a storm. I don't know if you ever uh, 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 had a earthquake happening, uh, one of those uh, grade six or seven, the powerful earthquakes. I remember vividly when I was six years old of a earthquake that shook uh, uh, the buildings, cracked buildings, killed people. And uh, I still remember, and I was six years old, uh, I remember storms. I remember a storm being in a boat in the middle of the ocean and looking around and seeing the, the waves was like the, the ocean was going to engulf the boat. And, and I, I've been in terrible situations in my life. And when we were in a terrible situation, there's one word we all say. God. Jesus. Even people that don't believe in God Listen, watch those Netflix movies. They have nothing to do with God. And they tell the name Jesus like a curse word. 
in the terrible situations they're going through because they want to depict real life. And in real life, even people that do not believe in God, they will pronounce that name. But I don't just pronounce the name. I trust he is with me. And the last thing I want to mention to you before we finish and we pray is I keep my cool because God is on my side. And uh, this is hard to do, to keep our cool when we're in the middle of a, of a trial, when we're being under attack. In Psalms 118 verse 6, it says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So God is on our side. And uh, this takes me again to the Bible verse uh, that we're talking about today. And let me conclude by reading this Bible verse again and mentioning the principles we're learning today. It says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in a triumphal procession. Triumphal procession. So I, I hope you can um, remember that little video clip with the Roman centurion being brought. Uh, there was a price to pay for all that, uh, uh, th that party. And it was the, uh, the noblemen, the senators, that usually at the end of the career of a general will honor him publicly. And so that's why all the main capitals of Europe where the Roman Empire was present have these squares with uh, the arch, the, the triumphal uh, area that then was used by kings and uh, recently by uh, all types of, uh, of armies. Uh, I, I still remember uh, in, even in my hometown seeing uh, soldiers coming from uh, fierce uh, battles and passing under the arch as the, as the president and the prime minister will salute the troops and everybody was cheering because they returned alive. That's the triumphal procession. So in Christ, all of us, me and you, in Christ, it says he always leads us in that triumphal procession. It's like we take the place of the general, of the centurion. And as the general is there and he honors the fallen because the victory was obtained very often not with his own blood, but the blood of the soldiers. Very often the, the general uh, will just stay uh, at the back, seeing everybody killing each other, and he wouldn't even intervene. Sometimes they will, they will just at the end, but they will stay put, and everybody will fight the battle for them. With us, Jesus Christ fought the battle for you and me. We just stay there and we apply the blood of Jesus and we celebrate the victory and we go in that triumphal procession. And let me tell you, one day in heaven, we'll pass that procession of triumph. And uh, the Bible says that Satan will be brought to our presence. And as the Romans did, we will just put our feet on top of him like a, just a, a stool for a chair, and we will just rest. And we will look at him and we'll see, was this the one who was causing so much trouble? 
And for a thousand years, Satan and his demons will be going to be thrown in the pit in, in what we call hell. And we will be celebrating there. We have no merit in that. Jesus did it for us. But in Christ, he always leads us into uh, to that place. So here in life, we can even live this life with an apparent defeat. Like Jesus. Apparently, he was defeated. He died at the cross. But on the third day, he resurrected. He conquered death. And he's right now at the right hand of the Father. In the throne, the place of victory. And he is delivering that victory to you and me. So in life, sometimes it seems that we are defeated. But in the spirit and in Christ, we are always being led into this triumphal procession. And then you can read the rest at home. But it says, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. And again, this is a reference to those petals of flowers that were being thrown at the passage of the conquering centurion and the defeated king. Satan will smell the roses. As we do. We smell it for victory. He will smell it for defeat. So it doesn't matter the valley where you're uh, right now. Just trust in the Lord and be led by the Spirit of God into this triumphal procession. Let me conclude and I want to pray for you. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can just click the red button below and subscribe to this channel. If you're watching on Facebook, just give it a like, share this uh, um, stream. And also, uh, we would like to pray for you, not just myself, but here at the Passion Center. So you can direct message me or you can just leave your comments uh, below and we'll be praying for you. So let me pray for all of you. So God, I pray for everyone watching Uh, here uh, presentially and also through uh, this live stream. And I pray for all of those that are struggling now, going through these dark valleys, going through the valley of weeping, the valley of the shadow of death, these difficulties. But I, I thank you, God, because in Christ, you always leads us, lead us in triumphal procession. And so, God, I pray that we'll go through the valley with you. Comfort us. Touch us. Let your rod uh, comfort us and guide us, Lord, in Jesus' name. And, and so, God, uh, this Sunday, we celebrate your victory and we participate in this victory. And we thank you, God. God, I pray also that People all over the world that are watching this stream will have this vision of this triumphal procession in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.